Imagine having the life of your dreams. Not temporary cash and glory, but happiness and inner peace. Explore new ways to be a creator and take your own journey into greatness. Is it possible? What does it take to make that happen? It takes the person known for extreme results. He's called the cage breaker and the ultimate catalyst. Coming back from the brink of death and now crushing it for himself and his clients, this is your Ultimate Life Podcast with Kellen Flukiger. Hello, 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 and welcome to today's episode of Your Ultimate Life. Today I want to talk about creating miracles. This is episode 825. And before we start, I want to invite you, like I do every time, www.yourultimatelife.ca, www.yourultimatelife.ca. And I invite you there every time because there's some powerful stuff there, if it's only powerful, if you're interested in creating that life you dream about, the life where you, you know, the series of interlocking dreams that you have. Maybe a million-dollar week or some other huge number of earnings. Maybe a fabulous physical health or a change in your health. Or maybe deep and personal relationships or a relationship with, with God or some other powerful thing that's missing. Because right now, you have a dream, a house, a car, money, relationships, all those kinds of things. And those interlocking dreams are what constitute your vision of your ultimate life. And you'd like to have that. Well, here's the interesting part about all that. You can have it. <clears throat> you really can. And, and we live in this place where we think we can't. We believe that it's out of reach or, you know, there's little movements here, a couple of goals go forward. And then we have a, you know, some event, a birthday, a new year, or some personal trauma where we stomp or we bang the table and we say, I'm going to create this thing. Excuse me. Suddenly it's like, okay, fine. This is it. I'm going for it. And then... We don't. Over and over and over and over again, we don't. And yourultimatelife.ca is a way to avoid that, to get past it. I don't care how many times you've fallen on your nose or stumbled or done whatever. You don't have to stay there. You, right here, right now. So it might seem miraculous to you, and that's why today's episode is about creating miracles. You can create miracles. So let's talk about first, what in the world does that even mean? <clears throat> well, a miracle you know, you have religious things where somebody, you know, sees another worldly spirit or whatever, and I'm not going to talk about or opine on those things. I've had some pretty miraculous spiritual things in my life, and if you don't know, you know, I died once in 2018 and had conversations with God at the door between life and eternity. So I know there's another life after this, and I know I have purpose here and everything else. But you know you have purpose, too. You felt that yearning in your heart. You know it. And as I sit here and talk to you about it, you may not know exactly what it is. I hear people say all the time, I don't know what my real purpose is. And what they're looking for is a box from Amazon or a letter from God or somebody that says, this is your purpose. And that at that moment, it resonates so powerfully and deeply that they're eternally and unavoidably and completely motivated day after day, minute after minute, to go after that thing, and they know every second that it's right. There's no such thing. Hear me, there's no such thing. Purpose is something you choose. It's something you feel into and you choose. You declare a purpose. And yes, it's informed by your inspiration and your intuition and 
It's informed by those you've worked with. It's informed by jobs you've done and volunteer work you've done. It's informed by natural gifts that you have. It's informed by your life experience. I have a lady who I had on a podcast a year ago, and she uh, had a couple of kids, a couple of boys that were, and you know, two-parent home, good income, et cetera, et cetera. But the boys, for some reason, had demons, and they got heavily, heavily involved in substances to the point of, you know, hospitalization and near death and, you know, and this woman, and I'm sure her husband, if she was my guest, was beside herself, didn't know what to do, didn't tried everything and anything. And, you know, finally the years went by and, you know, through dedication and love and perseverance, got through it. So what? That life experience informed her purpose, which is now for these years here to help parents who have those kinds of struggles. Maybe it's with substances. Maybe it's with other behaviors that are negative and hurtful and and self-destructive. And so she has chosen a purpose. Now, you may or may not have some dramatic set of events that have happened over a day or a year or a decade that informs your purpose. But you know what I know? Most of the time when I talk to people, they don't really connect with the story they have of their life. They don't look at it and realize how powerful it is. They don't understand. They haven't taken time to go through the events in their own journey. One of the most fun things I ever did was write the book, The Story Arc. That book is a book about helping you find your story, your developmental journey, and then use it. Maybe you're going to use it writing a book. I wrote it as a book to help people write books, but it's also helpful when people are creating some kind of product or service. So many people know in their hearts, you know in your heart, your uh, journey through life could be serviceable, helpful, and wonderful as a blessing to someone else. Now, we used to pass that kind of stuff along in family. So a kid who was rowdy maybe went and lived with an aunt or an uncle for a while, or grandpa raised him, or whatever, if it got really bad, or used to come visit. And so that kind of stuff got passed on because we really didn't have a mechanism. We didn't have a way for people to capture that and then give it to a broader audience because we didn't have the internet. We didn't have the ability to easily write books and create courses and sell them and spread them around, but we do now. And that means you right here, right now, have a story, a a purpose, if you choose it, and a powerful thing you could offer. So people want to know all the time, how can I just make a bunch of money and make life easy? Life wasn't designed to be easy. It was designed for us to love and serve each other. So if you're looking for the easy button, this is not the show for you. But life is going to be a continual string of trouble, challenge, disappointment, and sadness if you keep looking for the easy button. People who look for the easy button either give up or they turn to something illegal, or they settle for mediocrity, or they drown themselves in some kind of numbing behaviors, whether it's addictions or substances of any kind, or or just some behavior that lets them ignore or get away from the pain of mediocrity. And why that's a pain is because you know in your heart you're destined for more. And you are. I'm here to validate and encourage that feeling. All right, so there's where we're starting. You're a divine being. You have a purpose. You have a story to tell. You have value that you do provide and can provide. Now, what you do with that 
is, is a wide open field. You can volunteer. I, my mother used to volunteer at all the elementary schools in the county where we lived, and she would go and teach third, fourth, and fifth graders mostly how to sing. And she would prepare, help the kids prepare for assemblies that they would do for their parents. And they even learned to sing harmony and just do all kinds of stuff they didn't think they could do. And she used to go also, and when we were li- when I lived at home, we used to go to uh, nursing homes and perform. Why? To, to bless and lift the spirits of those who lived there, who maybe didn't have family, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So her calling was to use her music and gifts, and she was really good. She had a deep voice that sounded nice, and to bless the lives of others through music and through helping lift the spirits and hearts of people in that way. And she often, when we were there, involved us kids. There were six of us, and we did, you know, instruments and harmonies and all kinds of stuff. And so that was something we went and did, and I'm grateful for that forever. Now, those of you that have heard me talk before know that there were also many dark sides to that childhood. Those were positive things. I learned to work and to work hard. I learned music. I learned to serve. I learned a lot of stuff. And there was also a lot of physical violence, abuse, shaming, negativity, and stuff on another thing. But that's not the subject of today. So there are things that are good and difficult or hard about every situation. So here we're talking about you creating your ultimate life. Now, right this minute, you are where you are in terms of health, in terms of income, in terms of responsibilities that you've agreed to have, family, maybe you're caring for a parent or a set of parents, maybe you've just lost your job, maybe you're in a difficult financial circumstance, maybe you're in a health challenge, maybe you're not, maybe life's just kind of cruising along in the middle and you're making payments and doing stuff and wishing things would get better. I don't care. You are where you are right now. Your question now is, how can you create a miracle? You can create a miracle. Now, what is a miracle? Well, let's just talk about that for a minute. A miracle is something that seems to be outside the bounds of what we know can happen or what we expect or what we think is possible. So miracles usually related to health, show up often in scriptures. So, you know, Jesus healed a person who was lame. Suddenly they could walk. And even so extreme as raising someone who was dead, getting the spirit of life back in him. <clears throat> so we see those kind of miracles, and they're clearly outside of what we even today understand is possible. But there are far more miracles. What about the miracle of a heart being softened? Someone who's hating another person, and suddenly there's a change in perspective and thinking, and suddenly they see things in a new way. And then there's reconciliation and opportunity. In my growth, now in 2007, those of you that have followed the story, you know that I changed my whole life. For my whole life, 52 years before that, I lived in fear, living someone else's script, living out the consequences of that abuse, depression, self-sabotage, and a bunch of stuff. In 2007, I finally, at age 52, began to chart my own life, created my own values and things, and have lived into that as best I can ever since and will till I no longer be there. That is a miracle. 
because who I was and who I am are completely different, like wildly different. And if you want to see up close and personal that story of transformation, there's a book called Tightrope of Depression, My Journey from Darkness, Despair, and Death to Light, Love, and Life. And it chronicles the struggles, the transformation, and some of the work after since then. I mean, it ends in about 2009 or 10 or so forth. There's a little bit at the end. But I wrote a sequel. But if you want to see what real transformation looks like from a dark, terrible, suicide-attempting place and overcoming that and getting to a new place, there's, a, there's an example of a miracle. There are miracles in healing. In 2018, I died and was blessed to come back to life. And those are just in my life. If you look through your life and you're honest with yourself, I know you can see miracles. Things you did not expect to happen, things you cannot explain, things that just demonstrate, one, the opportunities that you have and the love and caring of the divine, the creator, God. however you choose to to frame that infinite power. I call it God, but you can call it whatever you want. So, excuse me, there are a set of rules and laws that we know, or we believe we know, control things, right? Like, money doesn't grow on trees. I can't step off a building without falling. You know, sets of laws. There are other things that are kind of squishy, like that person will never change their mind. The hate will never change for that person or that group of someone else. And lots of those kinds of things we believe are just rules, boundary conditions. I'll never make any money. They'll never amount to anything. We speak that kind of nonsense and we believe it. And I call it nonsense because there are so few things that are actually those boundaries. So the rules we know... Gravity, let's use that one as a fixed thing, although, you know, somebody walking on water seems to defy that, but let's just leave those alone for a minute. Let's take the easy ones, and I say easy because we made them up. I'll never make a million dollars. I'll never overcome this struggle. I'll never find love. I'll never get out of this situation. I can never change. They can never change. This will never be different. Those are not true. When we act like they're true, then we give them power. So if I say, simple, I'm not a morning person. I can never get up on, on time. I never can. I'm not a morning person. As long as I believe that story, it will remain true. Okay? That's, that is so important to understand. You speak your life into existence. Now, you may not speak it verbally, but in your mind, you speak it silently or out loud. This won't happen. It'll fail. I'll never get there. I won't get that promotion. You know, we speak those kinds of things, and then they exist. Your first challenge is to listen to your dialogue internally. If you want to create a miracle, which is something you didn't think could happen, you want to have one this week, pay attention to your inner dialogue. How do you talk to yourself? What do you deeply believe about your capability and your possibility? Change those rules. 
I did an episode a while ago called Who Made That Rule? Because we seem to live by this unwritten set of rules that define or mostly limit our lives. <clears throat> so here's what we're going to talk about. Do you want to create a miracle? Okay, first define what the miracle looks like. What is the radical change? And a miracle is usually not some tiny thing. It's a radical change. Okay, what radical change do you want? <clears throat> now, after you've defined that radical change, you have to think, how do you think, not the laws or rules you think govern that, how do you think that could happen? <clears throat> if you say, or if I say, well, the only way that can happen is if somebody does it, somebody out there, it's not likely that you'll have your miracle. Even religious miracles that are recorded in the Bible and other places almost always were accompanied with the idea of faith or belief or trust that there was a possibility. Uh, I'm Christian, so I've referred to Jesus, but how many times did he say, go to thy faith or your faith has healed you? Thy faith hath made thee whole in the old language. Your faith healed you, dude or lady or the faith of others, okay? The faith of the father, daughter Jairus, or whatever his name was, his daughter came back to life. The faith of the parents, or the dad. So there is a, there's a power in belief. And you know that because of all the phrases, well, you know it in your own life, but what about the phrases? If you think you can or you think you can't, you're right. Whatever a person can believe and conceive, or conceive and believe, they can achieve. Like, those are not phrases just to make somebody feel good. Oh, they're there. They're real. And here's why. Your true belief in a thing, in an outcome, in a change, in a possibility, creates power. Exactly all the ways it creates power, we don't understand. But we know some of them. The minute you start believing in something, you start behaving differently. You start trying things you wouldn't try otherwise. Even in the miracles recorded in Scripture, you know, Jesus healed some guy and he said, stand up. Do something. Stand up. And in the act of trying to stand, the person realized he was being or had been healed. The lepers came and, you know, Jesus said, go show yourself to the priest. And on the way, they noticed, wow, we're, we're, we're being cleansed. But it was in the act of doing. So, and yes, I'm using stuff out of the Bible, but I have those examples in my own life. We just don't have a big collection of those in books that we can go read. But you want to read a miracle? Read about me. I had a fatal illness. I died. And then I was healed. I, you know, the doctor in the hospital told me, the 10-day kill rate of what you had is 100%. I didn't even get to the hospital till the end of day five. So, of course, I died. That's a miracle. You, if you think and you look, you know of miracles for others, so why not you? The only reason we do that is, well, I'm not good enough. It won't happen for me, everybody else. And we have that sort of story that excludes us. Well, I want to assure you, 100%, you, right here, right now, can create a miracle. How do you do that? Well, number one, it starts with believing. And even if you can't believe all the way in the possibility of that change, 
whatever that change represents, believe in the possibility. Begin to say, I wonder what would happen if, what would it take to cause, right? When I hear a lot that people treat like it would be a miracle is I need more money. Because I'm a coach, a lot of people come and they're working on their business. Uh, Maybe they're other coaches or maybe they have different kinds of business. They're writing books or creating other kinds of products, but they don't believe they can create this, quote, more money they think they need. So the first question is, what would need to change? Well, I need to, I need to believe something different. I can't. Okay, let's pretend. What if you did believe it was possible? What would you do different? What if you did believe it was possible for your health to recover, for your wealth to improve, for your relationship to grow? I realize you don't think so right now with whatever that challenge is. But what if you did believe it, that it could change? Not even that it would, that it might. It's possible. What would you do differently? How would you talk to yourself differently? I know for me, I believed I could never get over the depression and the addictions and stuff that I had. I didn't think that was possible. I cannot do this. Somebody else can, but I cannot. The, the first change that was necessary was I just said, I wonder if it's possible. I wonder. Instead of categorically saying no. <clears throat> From wondering, you can move to choosing to believe. I believe that it is possible. Why? Because I said so. Because I choose to believe that. We act often like, Belief, what we believe is outside our control. It's not. People think, when I see it, I'll believe it. That's not true. Hear this. There's people who see stuff and still don't believe it. And there's other people who believe stuff and don't see it. Seeing is not the thing that makes us believe. Belief is a choice. So you want a miracle? Choose to believe. In the possibility, that's number one, choose to believe in the possibility. Number two is, if I did believe that it was possible, what would I do? Well, maybe you'd pray and talk to the divine, but you'd also go to work on that thing, right? You'd also explore possibilities. Well, I wonder if I can talk to somebody who can give me an idea. I wonder if I can change my diet if I want to improve my health. I wonder if there's some way, and we'd start wondering, instead of living in the weight, the heavy rock of impossible, we'd start living in the, well, maybe. And when you get to maybe, you can say, oh, maybe there's this to do and that to do. Wow, when I did this, this happened. And small changes. So choose to believe. Choose to ask yourself, what is the first step? What would be the first step? And don't worry about believing or not believing. Just say, if I did, what would I do? Well, I certainly wouldn't sit around and say, never, no, boo, hiss. I'd get to work. I want to finish a bunch of songs by the end of the year. Well, if I believe, and I don't know if it's possible or not, but if I believed that it was possible, what would I do? Well, I'd spend every free moment in the studio at the keyboard practicing the piano, the keys, in the recording software, 
Why? Because I want to see if it is possible. So that's those are the first steps. Now, the next step is dealing with setbacks, because as soon as you ask yourself, what is possible? Maybe I can. And you start taking action. Disappointments happen. They happen all the time to everybody. You might think you're the only one, but you're not. So take comfort in knowing that you're not alone by any stretch. The question is, what do you do when you get knocked down? You're trying to create a repair to a relationship. You go do something, and somebody smashes your face in verbally or otherwise, and you think it'll never happen, never, never, never. Forgiveness that never will be. So then you have a choice. I'm going to quit. See, I knew it could never happen. Or you can stay in the game. Stay in the game. Stay in the game. Why? Because you know what happens when you quit. It's done. I quit. I give up. You're free to do that any time. But then you have simply declared failure. You've declared failure. I have a client who told me repeatedly, this is just the way I am. This is just the way I am. Not about one thing, but about many things over the years that we've worked together. This is the way I am. And I didn't argue with him. I said, okay, I hear you that that is your story. Your story is it's the way you are and you're unchangeable. And it was across a wide variety of things, feelings and money and other stuff. And I said, so what would happen? What would you do if you weren't that way? Who would you be without that story? This is the way I am. Let's just take that story. We won't argue with it. We'll just set it aside for a minute. What would you do if that wasn't your story? Well, then, well, if I didn't believe that, then I would take this action or say this or go there or try this. And so without judging the belief, we started experimenting with those, well, I do this actions. I would try this in my business. I would have this conversation. I would take this little action. I would try this for my help. And lo and behold, things got better. Surprising results happened. In my own personal life, I see this not before, not a long time ago, constantly. And that is the way I've gone through going from where I was, suicidal, two suicide attempts, addicted, and everything else, over the last 16 years, having written all these books and created this coaching practice, but I'm not magic, and I didn't get any, you know, magic wand or anything. So here's what I know about you. You're divine. You have just as much skill and power and capability as I ever did or ever will. The Creator loves you just as much as me. And that means anything you want, you can create. The question is, are you willing to take the first steps? Are you willing to allow the possibility? that it could change, and then act on that possibility. Well, it could change if somebody else does all the work and I just sit here. Well, that's not going to change anything. But you already know that. There's no news here. So the phrase is stay in the game. Now, you've all seen a sports contest where in the fourth quarter, football, basketball, third period, hockey, whatever, where someone seems to be completely defeated, underdog, no way, it's over, dead finish, right? And then suddenly, whether it's a coach speech in the locker room or one player decides to shoulder the team with their attitude and behavior, suddenly a spark happens, a miracle happens, a change occurs. 
And then we have these heroic and amazing fourth quarter, third period, last two minutes, whatever it is, when the impossible happens. Why not for you? You can have this. Now, my offer is to help you. That's my whole life. I spend every minute of every day trying to help people do things they don't believe they can do. So, www.yourultimatelife.ca. Go there. Get some free stuff. Reach out to me. Connect. I'm committed to help 250 million people this year discover that truth about themselves and create from that infinite place. You can have a miracle, and you can have it starting now. And if you keep working, that collection of dreams will be yours, and you will create your ultimate life. Thank you for listening to today's episode. We hope that you take it deeply into your heart and decide for yourself how you can create anything you desire. If you like what you heard, please subscribe to this podcast and share it with your friends. As always, we'd love to hear your feedback and topic suggestions. Until tomorrow, this is Your Ultimate Life with host Kellen Flukiger. Stand with your heart in the sky and your feet